Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Daniel Nevins. Today we're looking at Ketubot 76. This will be a relatively brief lesson, but tomorrow in 77 we're really going to expand on it with some great material. Now, a feminist critique of the whole institution of Kiddushin, of Jewish marriage, uh, is that it's ultimately about treating women as chattel. Uh, the man acquires a woman as a bride. Uh, he gives her stuff and gets her in return. He also gets her property in return, at least as usufruct, at least to be able to manage it on her behalf. Uh, and the sages are quite concerned always to know, was the Kenyan, the purchase, valid? Uh, or was it a false sale, a mekach ta'ut? Is it when a man acquires a wife and turns out she's got a blemish? Is it sort of like buying a horse and finding out that the horse has got a blemish, uh, in which case the sale was not valid? Our page includes uh, an example like that, uh, which strengthens the impression that Kiddushin is really about an actor who is male acquiring a piece of property which is female. And, and you see that a few lines into Ahmed Aleph on 76a, uh, where we learn this, um, this statement, Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel, HaMachalif Para B'chamor. Rav Yehuda, in the name Shmuel, is telling the story of a man who um, owns a cow and wants to exchange the cow for a donkey owned by another man. So the, the owner of the donkey uh, initiates the exchange by holding on to the bridle of the cow and dragging it. This is the established way of acquiring uh, movable property in Jewish law, is for the purchaser to pick up the property if they can, or if it's an animal that's too heavy, to actually uh, grab hold of it and drag it. And in so doing, they indicate that they now are the owner of that property. So the case here that we've got is that the uh, owner of the donkey, who wants to exchange it for the cow, is able to go over to the cow and grab onto it and drag it a little bit. But meanwhile, the, uh, there needs to be a parallel action by the owner of the uh, cow to go drag the donkey. And by the time the owner of the cow gets to the donkey, it's dead. Uh, so now, what do you do? You've got a, a transfer that's only been half accomplished because when the donkey owner took hold of the cow, it seems that he acquired it then, but we don't know whether his donkey was still alive at the time that this happened. Apparently, the two animals are not next to one another. So, of course, the owner of the donkey wants to say, yeah, it's a valid exchange. I've got myself a live cow. You've got yourself a dead donkey. Uh, whereas, obviously, the owner of the cow uh, will not be happy and satisfied. So it says, 
para, the, the burden of proof is going to be on the donkey owner, the guy who owned the donkey and claimed the cow. Uh, he's got to prove that his donkey was alive at the time of that, uh, the transfer. Uh, and so the question then is, how is this comparable to the, the case of the bride who's been uh, acquired and only later discovered to have a blemish? I have to say that this is very disturbing. Uh, it, it just indicates and proves the idea that we are considered chattel in this whole discussion. But that said, uh, the, the effect is somewhat softened in the next page in Amud Bet when we have reference to a sugya in Tractate Bhava Batra. And it says, uh, it says over here with reference to Bhava Batra, Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Kalav Beta Viha We're talking about uh, the bride who's been betrothed but not married. She's still living in her father's house. Uh, and now she's been discovered to have this moon. What's going on here is that they're saying that the institution of Kiddushin, which is putting down some guarantee money, that the man is saying, Look, if you betroth if you're betrothed to me, I've set aside this money which will be used in the case of my death or our divorce to help you get back on your feet. This money is meant to actually be uh, be available for collection. Uh, only in a doubtful case where there's this moom, this blemish, does there the question even arise about whether the money should be collected or not. And so what they're saying here is this is only talking about um, a case of kiddushin ta'ut, of a marriage which was on doubtful grounds. So the sages are trying to say that normally the institution of kiddushin is there to protect the interests of both parties, of both the husband and the wife. And it's only in the case that uh, a marriage proposal may have been uh, mistaken that there's this comparison to the purchasing of a donkey, which is dead, and it turns out that it perhaps died before the cow uh, was uh, acquired. None of this really satisfies me uh, or many people who are critical readers of the institution of Kiddushin, and it raises up the entire question about whether this model of marriage uh, is redeemable or whether instead a, a model of shutafut, of, of partnership, should not replace the traditional marriage model altogether. Uh, in the conservative movement, we've proposed a model of shutafut for gay couples and lesbian couples, and increasingly straight couples are also looking uh, for something similar. And this is a lively conversation, which is just highlighted by this page of the Talmud. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.